Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. What a great morning of celebration. I hope you've enjoyed experiencing seeing 14 people give just a, a public declaration of something that's happened significantly in their life, so much so that they're willing to get in front of all of you and say, I believe in Jesus. I'm committed to follow him for the rest of my life. And that's what's happening here at Journey. We're great things, change lives, move on children's hearts as well as adults. It's just very, very exciting. I'm so glad you guys were here to be able to experience it. I want to finish and wrap this up. I won't take a lot of time, <clears throat> just the next two hours. So kind of uh, <clears throat> wrap, hopefully just put icing on the cake for today's experience. We've been in this series called Change. And, and the point is, is to, to talk about what happens when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. What really changes? Why is this such a significant thing? Why do we make it such a big deal? Why do we celebrate Christmas and Easter and all the things in between that we celebrate, communion, all these things? What's the big deal? And we talked about the first week that um, change is simply this idea of being justified. I call it the big swap. Justified simply is when Jesus takes our sin upon himself and he gives us his righteousness. And we are then justified, just as if we'd never sinned before. That's the whole concept of that, is when we accept Jesus Christ into our lives, he basically says, here, let me take your sin, and I'm going to give you my righteousness. And that, from that point on, the way God sees us is pure and holy, powerful. It's a real change. It changes our destiny from hell to heaven. It changes our hope. And, and everyday life, we live with hope, knowing that we are completely, our sins are gone. They're, they're no longer, can they ever be held against us? We have been acquitted of everything that we've ever done. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross and took our sin. Yeah. It's after we're justified that we immediately begin the process of what's called sanctification. It's not a treatment of coffee. It's, it's a... A, a process of becoming holy. It's a process of becoming holy. God takes our lives and he begins to put into us a holy desire, a holy hunger, and, and shapes and molds our lives for holy activity in, in our world. And so he begins to make us holy. It's, it's called being sanctified. So when we're justified, it's the big swap. When we're sanctified, it's the big change that happens as we grow in our understanding of who Jesus is, and we become more and more like him every single day. Hopefully today, you're more like Jesus than you were yesterday. That's the process of sanctification. None of us are perfect. We're all going to die imperfect people, but we have this beauty of what we can do and grow and become more like Jesus every single day. That's why we have to read our Bibles. That's why we have to pray. That's why we need a good community of believers to help us have this process that we're in called sanctification. And then it wraps up. It wraps up with this idea of glorified, being glorified. Glorification. It's a crazy word. It's a theological word, but it's a cool word that simply means this, is that uh, we go back to our original design.
original design. You bring it back to its original way it was supposed to look. And I don't know about you, but I know that I'm not what God had originally planned in complete form. I should be six feet tall. I should be, <clears throat> I should have muscles bulging. I should, um, <clears throat> I should still food and, <clears throat> and all of those things. But the original design of Ricardo isn't this. And certainly on the inside, the original design was for me to be holy, pure, completely connected with God, all these kinds of things that is supposed to be the way I'm, I, that, that life was supposed to be. But what happened is sin messed it up. And so there's going to be a day, and I, I said this last week, that I would tell you what it's going to be like when we die. And, and so I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be a day where all of us, anybody who's ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are going to become your true original self. You will be the perfect person you are. There will be a day where we all get glorified. Now let me, let me bring this to light through Scripture. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it says this. In verse 42, so it will be with the resurrection of the dead. And that's going to be everybody. Okay, There will be people living at the time, but resurrection of the dead. We are all going to be raised up to, to, to hang out with Jesus. Okay, So there's going to be a resurrection day. And we're all going to go be with Jesus. And then the body that is sown is perishable. Isn't that true? You and I, we have, we have an exp expiration date. Okay, we're all perishable. There's, there's an expiration date on all of our lives, and there's going to be an end date. As long as we live in this world, as long as we live on this planet, there's going to be an end date. But, and then it says, the body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. The expiration date goes away. Okay? So from perishable to imperishable, it says, it is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. In other words, the dishonor is the sin stain that we have on our lives. It's like mold on bread. Okay? It's dishonor. It's no good. We throw it away, right? Unless you believe in penicillin. Okay? And, and then it's raised in glory. It's perfect. It's, it's the very nature of who Jesus is. And so we go from dishonor to glory. And then it says it is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. How many know we're weak? We have flesh, we have desires, we have things that are weaknesses in our lives, but the reality is we're going to be raised in power. There was never a time that we were supposed to give in to sin. Now, Adam and Eve thought the jalapeno was worth it, and it wasn't. Okay? It wasn't worth it, but they, they bit into it anyway, and, and they, they got weak. But when we're raised to life, we get power. It is so a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body, which means we're going to have a perfect body. Okay, so whatever you dream of that perfect body, we're going to have that. Adam, I'm excited about that. Okay, because my, yeah. If there's a natural body, so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, who is Jesus, a life-giving spirit. The spirit did not come first, or the spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. So Adam was first, and then the second Adam, Jesus, 
came later. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second And just as we have been born the image of the earthly man, so we shall bear the image of the heavenly man. So we are all going to end up bearing the image of Christ, which we were created to be in the first place. We have the image of God. And once we die and we're raised up in this resurrection moment, we are all going to go up and be like Jesus. We're not going to be God. I want to get that clear, but we are going to be just like him. In that we're going to be a, a, a spiritual being that is without sin, without the effects of, of sin, all of those kinds of things. And it goes on in verse 50. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. <laughs> I love that. But we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, where the trumpet will sound, the dead will in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For, um, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. That's so essential to all of our hope in this world. Everything that we experience, from sickness to to uh, challenges, to temptations, to all these things, we have to know that there is a day where we are going to be completely changed and we will be raised imperishable, no expiration date. Everything is ahead of us. Eternity is a promise, and it becomes a reality. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? It all goes away. We don't have to worry about dying. We don't have to worry about crying. We don't have to worry about supply. We don't have to worry about sickness. We don't have to worry about any of that because on the day of the resurrection, all of it is gone. All of it is gone. The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That's why it's worth giving everything to God right now because we get everything later. There's nothing lost in serving Jesus. There's nothing lost in, in giving to him. There's nothing lost in serving, giving our time, our talent, and our treasure. There's nothing lost because everything that we give it has an eternal value. And it makes a difference. And that's why we're going to be glorified at the end of time. When the resurrection happens, when Jesus comes and says, and the trumpet sounds, then we are all going up. And when we all get up, we're all going to be perfect beings. Perfect Beings. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to be perfect. Okay. But not now. <laughs> okay. The time has yet to come. 
We have room to grow. We, have, we, we are still being sanctified, okay? Yes, you are justified. Jesus sees you as pure and holy, but we are still being sanctified. We are still growing out of our stuff. And at the end of time, at that resurrection moment, we will all have bodies that are completely a, a, a free of any of this glorification. Believers attain complete conformity to the image and likeness of the glorified Christ and are freed from both physical and spiritual defect. No more defect. No more mold on the bread. Glorification ensures that believers will never again experience bodily decay, death, or illness, and will never again struggle with sin. Amen? Oh, I look forward to that day. That's the plan. That was the original plan. It was never planned to have us, have us make mistakes and sin and all these things that Adam and Eve started with and, and born into our nature. And we deal with it today. But the reality is when Jesus calls us back up, it all goes away. It all goes away. We go back to the original, sinless, complete access to God relationally, unaffected by sin, no selfishness, no more crying, no more dying. It's all complete purity and holiness. I'll end with this. In Revelation chapter 21, it says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. A new heaven and a new earth. We're not even going to be stuck with what's here. It's going to be brand new. A new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. That's the scary thought for fishermen right here. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. In verse 4, it says this, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Verse 5, we end with this. Yeah. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything. I'm making everything new. What happens when we die? There's a little bit of controversy about whether you're just going to sleep or whether you're going to be in paradise or those kinds of things. Theologians can't agree on that. But there's one thing everyone agrees on. There will be a day when all things are new. And that's what we have our hope in. Amen? If you're going through it today, you have a hope for eternity and to be glorified by God. If you're going through sickness and challenge or temptation or whatever the case may be, <clears throat> no matter what you're going through, there's hope that Jesus is going to glorify you. We're sanctified, we're justified, and we're glorified. We will be glorified. Amen? If you're here today and you haven't yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe you haven't made the decision these 14 people have made today. Maybe today's the day to make that decision. Maybe today's the day to take the opportunity to say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Justify me. And then I'll be, I'll submit to the process of becoming more and more like you. And look forward to that day where I will be glorified with Jesus.
and then we will hang out with him forever and ever and ever. If that's you today, you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, I want you to say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I am sorry for my sins, and I ask that you forgive me of my sin. I ask that you take my sins away and justify me. Because of the work you did on the cross, when you died on that cross, you took my sins, and we swapped sin After you died, you came back to life to promise eternal life so that I could be glorified with you. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior today. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.